This is the MLW Radio Network. What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? It's your boy, Blackheart, the head honcho off the Top Roast Podcast. If you love independent and professional wrestling and like all the juicy gossip of the wrestling industry, then look no further than here, OTTR Headquarters. You can catch us on Facebook, Twitch, and Facebook groups, and whatever that you get your podcast from with our, with our latest Last Week of Wrestling, After Darts, Under Boss's Hard Taste, and now our new upcoming trivia game show, Wrestling Every, coming soon. So if you like what you've seen, you love professional wrestling, you love independent wrestling, you love everything about wrestling just yourself, give us a tune. You know, you would not regret it. Blackheart out. Everyone knows a lot of things can change in the span of 10 years. But when it comes to professional wrestling podcasting, one thing is still guaranteed. The Shining Wizards is the only place to get all the latest wrestling news, interviews with the greatest guests, and of course, tons of laughs in discussing the world of wrestling. The show is still available on Monday nights at 7 p.m. East on RantDMRadio.com and Rant Entertainment Media on the TuneIn app. And it's still available on all podcasting platforms. To check us out, head over to ShiningWizards.com where it's still wrestling talk and talk about wrestling. Are you tired of prediction shows? Do you want to fantasy book the companies? Does Bigfoot even really exist? If you answered yes to any of those questions, then check out the podcast that isn't a podcast. Every Tuesday and Thursday, the standing streamer stands and delivers as he and Vanessa talk about all that's going on in pro wrestling today. Plus, see in-depth conversations with people in and around the wrestling world as guests share their stories and insights about making it in the business. The Putting You Over Podcast. Putting your weeknights over every Tuesday and Thursday. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening and good night. My name is Thomas and what's your name? Uh, I'm Alan. Alan. Oh, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. We're brothers. That's right. Yeah, yeah the mother, same mother and father. Your room was... Oh, we shared a room. Shared a room. For we shared a room. Thought I knew your face. Yeah, we so go we... way back, mate. Yeah. yeah. We should do a podcast then. Uh, we have. We do. We do a podcast. We do a podcast. What's it called? The Brocast. Yeah, that was planned. Yeah, yeah. Well, what do we do? Well, we cover all different things in the world of pop culture. We're talking about comic books. We're talking about professional wrestling, and we're talking about movies. Go back and watch classic retro wrestling events, the likes of WWE, WCW, and if you do like that, you can check us out on Apple iTunes, also on Podbean, Anchor, and on Podknife. Also, check us out on Twitter at the Broadcast. That's B R O. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Ending. Yeah, it's all right. Good on you. Yeah. Instagram also at the Broadcast Podcast. Remember, we don't spell it with a C. We spell it with a K. Sorry, mate. Take it easy. Two Heels and a Face Wrestling Podcast believes wrestling is a buffet. There's something there for everyone. These guys cover local Chicago indie scene, and all of their episodes can be found at twoheelsandaface.com. The number two heelsandaface.com Hey everyone, my name is referee Tony S and this is Heat, the wrestling podcast. Like you first and foremost, I'm a wrestling fan and for nearly two decades I've maintained law and order inside the squared circle in New England and throughout the country, working with some of the best and brightest from wrestling's past, present, and future. Now, I bring my authoritative tell-it-like-it-is style to the podcast world. Join me each week as we go through all the major headlines from the global companies, independents, and in-between. 
and most importantly, the women will receive the coverage and headlines they truly deserve as they'll empower the second half of the show. Plus, I'll introduce you to my friends and colleagues within all forms of wrestling and entertainment, answer your questions, anything goes, no holds, well, questions barred, and throw in some fun surprises along the way. Get ready for the spark that fuels the flame. Listen on Spotify, Anchor, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to another episode of Headlines brought to you by the MLW Radio Network and the Front Row Material brand for Monday, December the 5th, 2022. Headlines is your one-stop shop podcast that brings you all the late-breaking news in the world of wrestling, whether it's WWE, AEW, Ring of Honor, and so many more. We're a daily podcast that's free of charge anywhere fine podcasts are made available. With that being said, let's go ahead and let's jump right into the headlines. Cruising over to our friends at eWrestling News, we have some very interesting news about the Ring of Honor Final Battle media call. That's going to be set for Wednesday. And we also have William Regal's status is also going to be discussed on that call. Now, right now, eWrestling News is stating that a conference call with the wrestling media is scheduled for this Wednesday, December the 7th, three days before Ring of Honor's final battle pay-per-view event. Now, the call will begin at 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time and will feature All Elite Wrestling owner Tony Khan discussing all things related to Ring of Honor's final event. In addition, he will also be talking about William Regal's status in AEW. Now, Saturday's final battle pay-per-view event will be the 21st edition. It'll take place on December the 10th in Arlington, Texas. Here is the current card. Swerve in Our Glory, which is Swerve Strickland and Keith Lee, will be taking on Shane Taylor and J.D. Griffey. Samoa Joe versus Juice Robinson for the Ring of Honor World Television Championship. Mercedes Martinez will defend her Ring of Honor Women's Championship against Athena. Uh, Daniel Garcia is going to be taking on Wheeler Yuta for the Ring of Honor Pure Championship. And finally, in our main event, Chris Jericho will be taking on Claudio Castagnoli for the Ring of Honor World Heavyweight Championship as well. That event will also be available on pay-per-view. Check your cable companies for availability as well. We're also finding out some new news about Colt Cabana. Colt Cabana is talking about how he handles bad apples in the world of professional wrestling and how things are handled in locker rooms. Now, Colt Cabana has worked in a number of locker rooms throughout his long-tenured year in the world of wrestling, and he's seen a lot of problem children. Speaking on his podcast, Work of Wrestling Podcast, the AEW wrestler commented on how some of the bad apples are handled among the boys and girls backstage. Now, here's one thing he said on how problem people are dealt with in the locker rooms. He would go on to say, and I quote, As you say that, I'm not even thinking about present day. I'm thinking about when the Ring of Honor locker room was so tight. And even my developmental days, everybody was so tight. It was almost like it was a big group of people who were just forming this one big unit. We were all kind of a band, just kind of coming together. We were getting stronger. And everybody was doing their specific thing. It almost makes the locker rooms look even stronger. You know what? You either shipped up or you shaped out. And that's the way it should be when it comes to wrestling locker rooms. Now, when a bad apple or someone rotten comes into your locker room, the locker room usually gets together and they stay strong. They kind of give some ultimatums. Maybe not actually ultimatums, but that person will pretty soon realize that they're being alienated. Eventually, information on why the alienation will come out, and they're going to have a choice. They can either do nothing about it, or they can change the way they're acting. It's completely up to them, but usually it tends to work out for itself. 
Now, he also commented on people changing to become more positive forces backstage. Cabana would go on to say, yeah, I can't think for an example specifically over the years, but there are people, they become friends, and later you joke about what idiots you were when you were younger, and you do admit that there's some things that you did you shouldn't have, and you know what? Sometimes long-term relationships build out of friendships out of locker rooms as well. If you'd like to hear more about what Colt Cabana had to say about how the locker rooms are handled and how bad apples are handled, continue following eWrestling News and more information will be following. The Usos top PWI's tag team 100 of 2022. Now, the Usos have been named PWI's top tag team of 2022. In a tweet on Monday, Pro Wrestling Illustrated revealed the cover of its upcoming tag team issue. Now, the Bloodline members are ranked as number one tag team for the year. You can find that on the brand new issue of PWI, which will be hitting newsstands soon. For more information on this, follow PWI and continue following eWrestling News. Mustafa Ali is cutting a passionate promo about his desire to become the United States champion in WWE. Mustafa Ali has been chasing the U.S. championship on Raw, but he continues to come up short. Now, he couldn't overcome Bobby Lashley. He couldn't even get a shot at Seth Rollins. But now Austin Theory is holding the championship. So why doesn't Ali continue pursuing the championship with him? Well, today he cut a passionate promo explaining why the U.S. Championship means so much to him. This is what he had to say on Twitter. To me, it is very easy to get into a battle when you are working, and it's easy to have people follow you. But lately for me, when I look back, I don't see a lot of people who follow me, and I understand why a lot of people have given up on me. Week after week, loss after loss, beat down after beat down, and I totally get it. But all I can say is, that I hope you don't give up on me, and I hope you don't give up on my chances of becoming the United States champion one day. And here's why. Why do I keep getting up? Why? After beatdown after beatdown? You know why? Because I gotta keep picking that fight. If you'd like to find out more about what Mustafa Ali had to say about his desires to keep going after the WWE United States Championship, you can find this article over on eWrestling News. As you have probably found out through social media, Barry Windham is in critical condition right now. Earlier today, it was reported that Barry Windham was hospitalized in Atlanta, Georgia after suffering a heart attack. As of last word, the WWE Hall of Famer remains in intensive care. Dustin Rhodes took to Twitter today to wish his friend and his teacher the very best. He wrote the following, My friend, my teacher, one of the absolute best pro wrestlers to ever be in the business, love you, Barry. Now, many people in the wrestling industry are sending out their condolences uh, to Barry's family and letting them know that they are very much in their corner, hoping for a speedy recovery. We will keep you abreast of the situation and let you know further developments on Barry's condition in the episodes to come. Once again, we are talking all things wrestling here on Headlines. We talk about WWE, AEW, and any other promotion in between. One promotion we're going to be talking about specifically is the NWA. Now, it looks like there's an NWA star who is going to be finishing up with the company, and he's actually expected to sign with WWE. Now, a top star within the NWA is looking to be departing from the company in the near future. 
as their contract is set to expire at the end of this month here in December. Colby Carino, son of veteran and former ECW champion Steve Carino, will officially become a free agent on January 1, 2023. Now, the NWA is holding their final set of TV tapings for the year here on December the 5th, and their final show will be with Carino. Now, Carino originally signed with the NWA in 2021, but he said he would not be renewing his contract once it was up. Now, according to Cassidy Haynes of Bodyslam.net, there's a significant interest in Colby in WWE. It's reported that when he officially becomes a free agent in January, Karina will be headed to the WWE Performance Center in Orlando to be a part of NXT. For more information, continue following all these details regarding Colby Carino, and we will talk more about it in the future episodes. We have some news on Ric Flair. The long-awaited Ric Flair documentary is going to be hitting Peacock platform starting on December the 26th. Now, the much-anticipated documentary of Woo becoming Ric Flair is set to debut on Peacock the day after Christmas, once again, December 26. Now, the upcoming look at Flair's storied career will come five years after the ESPN produced their 30 for 30, which was a critical acclaimed success. Now, a recent edition of Flair's weekly podcast, The Nature Boy claimed that the new documentary will outdo any previous ones. Here's what he said, and I quote, This will be better than my 30 for 30 on ESPN because I made them promise me that whatever I said, they wouldn't edit. I am not going to do something that's going to get edited again, he said. I was passionate and I expressed everything that I thought was good and bad in my life. I discussed my personal life, my personal problems, my family problems, my wrestling problems, my issues with people that I have had, and I just answered questions and I answered them as truthfully as I could. Once again, follow Ric Flair on social media. You can follow him at Ric Flair Nature Boy, and once again, his documentary will be hitting the Peacock platform the day after Christmas, December the 26th. Stevie Ray is making news talking about his time in WCW and what exactly went wrong with the NWO. During a recent appearance on the Groon Room show, Stevie Ray commented on his history with the NWO and how the hostile takeover kind of changed throughout the years. Now, additionally, the WWE Hall of Famer commented on the factors that eventually led to the group's popularity really starting to decline. Now, on the NWA's initial hostile takeover aspect, he would say, I think that's what made it so good. You had people behind the scenes who weren't privy to what they should have been privy to. It was so hard to have other people running gimmicks when they weren't running gimmicks then. Now, one factor that eventually led to the group losing its popularity, he would go on to say, you know, the thing about it was they didn't keep it as serious as they should have kept it. We should have had just a certain group of people. You know what? And they should have been scared of them. And then when they weren't, it started to get watered down and things weren't really the same anymore. If you'd like to check out more of what Stevie Ray had to say, the article is trending right now over on eWrestling News. Chris Jericho talks about what eventually led him to be leaving WCW. Ryan Clark on eWrestling News is writing in, During the latest edition of the Talk is Jericho podcast, AEW wrestler Chris Jericho spoke about his former agent Barry Bloom and about his contract negotiations with WCW and why he finally decided to leave. Now, Jericho talks about the contract negotiations and said the following, They didn't see in me what I saw in me as far as the deal was concerned. Remember the deal they offered me? They came back with a new deal then. 
I was making, I think, 135 to maybe $165,000 a year. At the peak, I might have hit 200,000 in WCW. Then the next round was supposed to be 250 to $350,000, and that's what we agreed on. Then they came back with this new tiered system. Now keep in mind, there is a lot of money in play. WCW Scott Norton and Stevie Ray were the types of guys that were making around 750,000 a year. Now 350 for me, that really wasn't that much money in comparison to the other guys. They came with other deals and they were structured differently. Now if you sell this many tickets, you'll make this much amount of money, but somehow things just weren't working out for me. He also commented on why Barry Bloom wasn't a big fan of the contract. He would go on to say, it was very complicated. It was designed to make you satisfied with a lesser guarantee with the possibility of an upside. It was really something that didn't make a lot of sense at the time. It wasn't even a discretionary bonus. Everything was a fixed amount. It was really complicated and I didn't feel it worked out the best. And I knew that WWE also had my best interest at heart. Now Jericho would also go on to talk about who approached who when it finally came to him going to WWE. He said, Yes, I even had meetings with Vince McMahon at his house, and it was unbelievable. I was under contract to WCW, and Vince brought me to his personal home. I had already made up my mind that I was going to work for the WWF. If you'd like to find out more about what Jericho had to say about all this, the article right now is over on eWrestling News, and it is a very, very good one. Jake Roberts is making news at this hour. Jake Roberts looks to be heading back to AEW after his health issues have been resolved and he's no longer in the need of oxygen. Jake Roberts, in fact, has mentioned that he would like to be maybe involved in AEW commentary. During the latest edition of the Snake, Snake Pit podcast, WWE Hall of Famer Jake the Snake Roberts said that he has a desire to do commentary in AEW if the opportunity presented itself. He would say, and I quote, I sure do hope to get into broadcasting. I sure do. I'm hoping AEW will give me the opportunity, but they may not. I don't know, but I can tell you I would love it. Now, there's more information on everything that's happening with Jake Roberts in this article. Definitely go ahead and check it out on eWrestling News. Find out what's going on right now with Jake the Snake, how he's feeling, and what's leading him back to AEW. Ian Riccoboni, the voice of Ring of Honor, is making news at this hour. Ian Riccoboni believes Ring of Honor Club may be relaunching very, very soon. Now, during a recent virtual signing for KNS WrestleFest, Ring of Honor commentator Ian Riccoboni revealed that he believes Ring of Honor's Honor Club platform may be relaunching soon. Now, back in July, the Honor Club platform was put on hold while the company was looking to get revamped. Now, as far as the Honor Club, this is where Kabani had to say. A lot of folks ask me about the Ring of Honor Club a lot. And you know what? I do think it might be relaunching soon. There might be some new news that's on the way soon. Now, on if Ring of Honor will get a TV deal in 2023, this is what Riccoboni said. You know, I think so. I don't have any insider information, but I'm very hopeful. Because if you look at the folks coming in, it's very public that we have Matt Taven, Mike Bennett, Maria, they're all signed. Brian Cage would be Ring of Honor. Samoa Joe has the TV belt. Jericho's the world title. We have the tag team titles. We have Mercedes with the women's. If you look, all the chips are in place for the promotion. Bandito and Roosh are signed. Shane Taylor has a big shot at final battle. All these folks are being part of this, and I think they should have a chance to do it. I don't think there's any reason why we shouldn't be giving people a reason that Ring of Honor should be coming back soon. 
With more information on all this, continue following Ian on social media and continue following all the news happening over on eWrestling News. We have some unfortunate news to report today. Glow's babe, the farmer's daughter, has passed away at the age of 56. Now, Ursula Hayden has passed away after a battle with cancer. She was 56 years old. Wrestling fans might remember her as Hayden, the babe, the farmer's daughter, in the original 1980s Glow promotion run by David McLean. Now, Hayden was born in Santa Monica, California in 1966. She began her career in front of the camera as a model in the 70s and early 80s. She won the Miss Perfect Teen pageant at the age of 17. She answered a casting call for Glow's second season, and she was brought in, originally playing the Princess of Darkness. However, the role didn't seem to fit her right away. Hayden became the babe, the farmer's daughter, and she played that role well. She also worked as Donna Matrix, though it was Babe that she's the most well-known for. She appeared on Family Feud, Married with Children, and other shows in character to continue promote the show Glow. Now, Hayden would go on to become the sole owner of Glow in 2011, complete with all the trademarks in the video library. She promoted a few shows under the Glow banner over the years. She was involved in making the documentary Glow, the story of the gorgeous ladies of wrestling that came out in 2012. Hayden also served as a consultant on Netflix Glow series, which aired from 2017 to 2020 during the beginning of the pandemic. And she also made appearances on The Bachelor in 2018 to train contestants for a wrestling style challenge. Myself, also everyone at E-Wrestling News, extend our condolences to the family and friends. She will definitely be missed. For more information, continue following E-Wrestling News, and more information on this will be coming forward. AEW Dark is set to return to Universal Studios. Now, All Elite Wrestling reportedly is returning to Universal Studios in Orlando, Florida on Saturday, December 17th. Fightful Select reported this news today. That will be the first AEW Dark tapings in Orlando since August. The promotion previously taped there every four to six weeks from September to August of 2020 with 10 tapings held. Now, that was changed when Rampage went live on the road over the last few months. AEW Dark tapings were in front of bigger crowds, so the show had more. Now, there's no word yet on whether the show will return to its original format in 2023, or they will just continue to do the tapings as they did at Universal Studios. For more information on all this, continue following E-Wrestling News, and more information on all of this will be forthcoming. If you're enjoying this podcast, remember, Headlines is your one-stop shop podcast to bring you all the late-breaking news in the world of wrestling, whether it's WWE, AEW, Ring of Honor, and so many more. We're a daily podcast that's free of charge anywhere podcasts are made available, so you can stay in the know. With that being said, let's get back to the headlines. Jumping over to Wrestling Inc., Kane Velasquez's AAA run could continue into WWE WrestleMania weekend. We have some brand new exclusive information. Now, if one were to have predicted that 2022 would see former UFC champion Kane Velasquez begin the year by getting arrested, follow him by working for Lucha Libre, one would understandably have to take a double take, but somehow everything has came to pass. Eric Mutter is writing in at this hour for Wrestling Inc. You know, sometimes things work out the way you hope they work out. 
Recently, Cain Velasquez wrestled for AAA in Tempe, Arizona, and it appears that that was not just a one-off for the promotion and Velasquez. They are reaffirming their partnership that is going to continue. Now, Wrestling Inc. senior editor Nick Halsman learned that Velasquez and AAA have reached a verbal agreement to the former UFC and WWE star to work about five more shows under the Lucha Libre promotion, with the option of more beyond that. Now, the agreement as of now is on a per-date basis, and Velasquez and AAA have not come to terms on a full-time deal yet. Also, considering his legal situation, it's still not clear if he would be able to work all the shows for AAA in Mexico, or he would be restricted to just being in the United States. Now, sources did tell Wrestling Inc. that Velasquez is in the mix to work for the promotion's reported upcoming show in Carson, California, which is tentatively scheduled to take place on WrestleMania weekend in April. Now, early reports suggest that AAA could be running an event that could have in excess of 7,000 people. Once again, that is just early predictions right now, but E-Wrestling News, Wrestling Inc., and all others will continue to keep you abreast of the situation with Kane Velasquez. Let's go ahead and let's talk about Road Dog. Road Dog Brian James, who is obviously back with WWE in the role that Jeff Jarrett had before Jeff Jarrett was ceremoniously let go. Now, Marco Rivera's writing in for Wrestling Inc. WWE Hall of Famer Road Dog Brian James has been a critical part of WWE's backstage in recent memory, including being a key member of Triple H's regime back in the NXT days, prior to Triple H taking over for Vince McMahon after he retired. James was released by the company for a brief period earlier this year, and then he re-signed in August, replacing Jeff Jarrett, and he is now the senior vice president of live events in the process. Now, although James is back in WWE, it's clear exactly what his role exactly entails. As WWE continues to scale back its amount of live appearances, during an exclusive interview with Military News, the former United States Marine detailed his new gig with WWE and what that's like these days. He would go on to say, and I quote, It's a very time-consuming, and it's not a difficult job. It's basically following creative on television, making sure the live events, everything matches up creatively, James said. I have to come up with some creative, some angles for the live events by putting them together, and some matches I'll have to put together as well from start to finish. So I'm still in the world of creative, but it's with live events. And now and then, I'll actually have to stray from a formula and somehow try to come up with a new plan. Now, the former DX member did, however, reveal that his role doesn't mean that he has to attend all the WWE live events either, although he does go to the office every two weeks and he goes to a live event or two a month. James also detailed that he can pick up the events as he goes, sitting in the stands at the events, actually as a fan as well as what he likes to do. The WWE Hall of Famer also said he can help out with production at the live events, explaining how he's kind of sort of a jack-of-all-trades, and he's trying to make the events more fan-friendly. For more information on all of this, continue following Wrestling Inc. And more information on this will be coming forward. AEW Rampage news, and it's not very good. AEW Rampage viewership hits a new low while WWE SmackDown braved well on FS1. Now, AEW Rampage hit a viewership low this past Friday by only drawing 361,000 viewers. Now, this is according to WrestleNomics. In addition to that, 
about 104,000 viewers were between the ages of 18 to 49. Now, that turns out to be just a 0.08 in the key demo. Now, this is a new low for Rampage across the board, and it's still in its normal slot, with the prior lowest being a 0.11. Meanwhile, a preempted edition of SmackDown on FS1 reached 902,000, as well as 326,000 in the key demo of 18 to 49, which comes out to a 0.25. Now, many fans have been worried about what would be happening with Rampage with the declining numbers and the fact that Time Warner and Discovery will be looking to potentially renew the contract of AEW. Would they get the same amount or would they not? That's a big thing that's yet to be seen right now. For more information on all this, continue following Wrestling Inc. And we'll have more news on all of the ratings. WWE reveals how Bianca Belair's next opponent will be decided. Now, Bianca Belair, as many people know, is one of the most charismatic and talented female wrestlers, not only in WWE, but in the world of wrestling itself. Raw Women's Champion Belair is waiting for her next challenger, but unfortunately for her, the rest of the WWE Universe well, they won't have to wait much longer. This afternoon, WWE tweeted out an official video package by correspondent Brian Saxton introducing that a big triple threat match would be happening tonight on Raw and the stakes couldn't be any higher. Belair, whose current reign, stated that she defeated Becky Lynch on night one of WrestleMania 38 and she's had a fair go about it ever since then. If you'd like to find out more, you can check out Monday Night Raw, which airs 8 p.m. to 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Check your local listings for time and availability. We got some new news on Thunder Rosa. The former AEW World Champion has begun doing light workouts on her road to recovery. Now, Thunder Rosa recently was forced to vacate her AEW Women's Championship due to an injury that she suffered at All Out. Now, due to all these circumstances, AEW crowned an interim world champion in Tony Storm. Now, with past interim reigns in AEW, the interim champion would then face the current title holder in a match to unificate the championships to have just one once again. But it's not going to be happening here. Unfortunately, she had to give up the championship. Therefore, it was in a match against Jamie Hayter and Tony Storm to have a brand new AEW Women's Champion crowned. That happened at full gear. And we have a new championship, which is Jamie Hayter. Now, many wrestling fans are wondering, what does that mean for Thunder Rosa? Well, on YouTube recently, Rosa discussed how the past few months have treated her and what 2023 expects to bring her. She said the following, These last five months have been very challenging, Rosa said. Doesn't mean that, you know, I'm defeated or anything. On the contrary, we're working really hard to continue to be positive because 2023 is a year to rebuild. And I'm not only talking about rebuilding into a character, I'm talking about rebuilding my body and my spirit. But before her comeback can be properly completed, Rosa revealed how the recovery process is going and how she's able to do certain things in the last number of weeks. She would go on to say, and I quote, The recovery is going really well. This week I was able to do squats with a two-pound dumbbell. I haven't done any lifting for the last four to five months, so this is huge. Actually, two weeks ago I was able to do a 5K, which I walked in. For more information on all of this, continue following Wrestling Inc. And we will keep you abreast on everything that is happening in the world of Thunder Rosa and her injuries. 
Alicia Atute is making news at this hour. Alicia Atute on the MLW Insider. What she learned from Cody Rhodes in the world of wrestling. And why would she ask Vince McMahon if she had a chance to talk to him right now? Now, any aspiring wrestling talent in and out of the ring could do a lot could learn a lot from Alicia Atute. The interview queen bet on herself in all matters, and she was an upstart in the AEW promotion. But she ended up signing with Major League Wrestling back in 2019 after AEW launched. After three years, Atute has established herself as a steady female presence on air as an interviewer and now recently as one of the top heels in the company. She's evil as her boyfriend Richard Holiday and the clout couple have continued to take their stake and claim true power in MLW. Now, many people may not know much about her, but there's a lot to know about her. First of all, the development of a major wrestling league is a big thing. She was asked, what do you assess to be as your biggest growth that occurred since you've been in MLW? She would go on to say, I mean, for me, I think it's kind of having the steadiness of the role in terms of my interviews. Because the first year, I was a go-to-go person. I did every single interview. I was tracking down stories. And I was having the element of kind of being a journalist. But everything was in flux. I learned a lot in terms of keeping continuity with stories. And I also had to face a big brand. So for me, I think it was kind of the biggest thing that I actually noticed. Now, she also addressed the question of, what have you learned about yourself in your time in the world of wrestling? She said this, I think one of the biggest things is, I just trust my instincts nowadays. I feel a lot of people have ambitions to do things or have certain goals for themselves, or they just want to be in the spotlight, but they don't actually follow through due to lack of confidence. And even if your confidence is at zero, let's say, I kind of have to have in my mental bucket to say that I got to be a little higher than that, and I can go out there and do anything. So having a new role and being confident as a woman nowadays, it really shows that I've cranked things up a whole lot. It's really a different me. If you'd like to go ahead and find out more about what Alicia Atute had to say about her time in wrestling, what she would ask Vince McMahon, and how her feelings are about the world of Major League Wrestling, continue following Wrestling Inc. Once again, Ian Riccoboni has commented on what it would be like if he were to join WWE. Now, right now, the article is trending here. He works regularly with Ring of Honor pay-per-views, and he works for AEW on Dynamite and Rampage. But when he appeared recently at a KNS WrestleFest, Riccoboni spoke about the potential of joining WWE down the line, and he made it clear he would never say never about making a move to the big company. He also would go on to say, and I quote, I really like working with Ring of Honor and AEW right now. I would have to be something that was really, really big to pull me away from Ring of Honor right now. So I've been with Ring of Honor for eight years. Now it is be going on nine. Now, WWE may not be looking right now for any new fresh commentators at the moment, but as the company recently made changes to their broadcast team, things have been shaken up with Wade Barrett joining Michael Cole on SmackDown and Booker T with Vic Joseph on NXT. With more information on all of this, continue following Wrestling Inc. and more information will be forthcoming.
Once again, if you're enjoying this podcast, remember, Headlines is your one-stop shop podcast to bring you all the late-breaking news in wrestling, whether it's AEW, WWE, Ring of Honor, and so many more. With that being said, let's go ahead and continue with the headlines. Soraya teases what her plans are in the year 2023. Now, Soraya is preparing for new big things in 2023. In a recent interview she did with TMZ, the AEW star excitedly claimed 2023 is going to be a huge year for her. Soraya made her in-ring return last month after a five-year layoff due to injuries by defeating AEW star Britt Baker at full gear. She's expected to have a main event pushed within the company this upcoming calendar year. But it's also the possibility of working on other projects outside of AEW that actually has her really excited. She also knows that working outside of wrestling is really important. During her recent time off in years, she's pointed out that there's other people who have had success outside of wrestling. She enjoyed making the movie Fighting With My Family, and there was such success on her Twitch stream as well. She loves the concept of being able to branch out and do other things. Soraya said this right now, Now I have no shackles, no nothing. I have so much freedom. It feels really good to have people around me. The AEW star noted that so many production companies approached me, and so many people want to book me as well. And that feels incredibly special because I got really scared after a while. I felt like a bum because all I was doing was sitting around, and I wasn't doing anything that I wanted to do, and I hated not working. I love constantly working. I'm just very excited about the future and what it holds for me in 2023. For more information about Soraya, continue following all this information trending over on Wrestling Inc. We also have some continuing updated news on Barry Windham. As we stated earlier in the show, Barry Windham is currently in the IC following an emergency procedure. Now, WWE Hall of Famer Barry Windham was hospitalized over the weekend, and his family launched a GoFundMe page on Monday to assist with all of his medical costs. The Windham family shared that the wrestler suffered a massive heart attack while traveling through the Atlanta airport, and he went into cardiac arrest. Now, he is currently in the ICU and has undergone an emergency procedure to save his life, the family said. As the family are saying, we are patiently waiting to hear that he will be okay, but as of right now, the future is uncertain. For wrestling fans, Wyndham is the uncle of Bray Wyatt and Bo Dallas. He is a former NWA World Heavyweight Champion, a two-time WWF Tag Team Champion with Mike Rotunda, the father of Wyatt and Dallas. Now, Wyndham was inducted into the WWE Hall of Fame in 2012 as a member of the Four Horsemen, which he was a part of from 1988 to 1989, then again from 1990 to 1991. Wyndham debuted first in wrestling in 1979 and then retired in 2010 following a decorated career that saw him win titles in North America and Japan. For more information on everything Barry Wyndham, continue following Wrestling Inc. and we will continue to give you updates on his health. With that being said, that's going to do it for this edition of Headlines for Monday. December the 5th, 2022. Headlines is your one-stop shop podcast that brings you all the late-breaking news in wrestling, whether it's AEW, WWE, or so many more. Once again, it's a free podcast. It's available on a daily basis. So go ahead and tell your friends. If you're enjoying this, let them know that we are here to make sure you are always in the know. With that being said, my name is Mike Freeland, and I will catch you on the next episode of Headlines.
My name is Mike Freeland, and if you're looking for an exciting wrestling podcast to add to your library, then look no further than the Front Row Material brand. Each and every week, I sit down with some of the most exciting superstars in the world of wrestling, from upcoming stars in the indies to dedicated veterans of the squared circle. I also host a daily podcast called Headlines, which gives you the updated information on all your favorite superstars in all your favorite promotions, giving you not only the backstage look, but also what are the industry experts saying about things. And finally, join myself and my executive producer, The Rit, where we talk about everything in the world of professional wrestling all across the landscape, from storylines to interviews to what's happening and what we think is going to be happening the next time you turn on your TV. Don't miss it. It's the Front Row Material brand brought to you by the MLW Radio Network. The rules.